would last every night Something right Would invite us to begin the day Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Tonight, Bachelorette's finally over. We're not going to talk about it. It was fun to watch the absolute just nail-biting drama of that TV show come to a head. I haven't been watching it in weeks. And then I just saw that it was a disaster for the last couple of weeks. And I was like... Oh my gosh, I gotta watch this. Three hours. It was an hour and a half too long. But we got a lot to talk about today. Weekend wrap up for Sunday and Monday. The Sunday and Monday games. I'll give a little bit of a suggestion to ESPN because they need it. I'll help them out with their uh, with the programming because they need it. College football, talking about some of the games. I didn't watch a lot of college football, and I'll start off the show with college football. And there's a reason why I didn't watch a lot of college football. But I can't wait to get into it. Thursday night football will be an absolute snooze fest, but Formula One is back. Ladies and gentlemen, can't wait to get into it. 24th Podcast! doesn't like the temptations if there is somebody i don't want to know who they are after the love is gone used to be right is wrong sorry doesn't like the temptations come on now who doesn't like the temptations mm. Mm, mm, mm. so delicious so awesome temptations so, let's get into the weekend and let's talk about college football. Uh, I didn't watch as much college football as I did watch the last couple of weeks. College football sucks. I'll, I'll just get straight into it. College football sucks. 
Like, I get why people... There's not a lot that college football can do to make college football better because... Or to increase their ratings. I think their ratings will always be on a decline. I think their ratings will continue to decline. And I think people will go less and will stop watching college football less and less and less. And the reason why is that it's a significantly inferior product to the NFL. We'll talk about the Bears and the Packers game. But the Bears were clearly and utterly unmatched against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. And by really maybe the second quarter, the game was over with. That's college football in a nutshell. It's like every single game with top-tier prospects is over with by halftime. And the problem is, right, audiences are smarter. Like, audiences are still, like, not that smart, you know, in some regards, in a lot of regards. But they're significantly smarter than they were, like, 20 to 30 years ago. So they're, they're like, why would we go and watch... A football game that's over with by halftime and keep watching it when it's over when it's over by halftime some people are going to be like but what about the chances and it's just like i have google on my phone i can get alerts about the game i don't need to watch the game to be able to watch the game and understand what's going on and so this weekend i'm like scrolling through the games and i'm trying to find games to watch to evaluate players and there's just there's no good matchups they're all cupcake games they're all bad games I, I felt like I didn't need to watch college football. This was like one of the weekends where I wish Formula One was going on. Last weekend, I watched, not not this past weekend, like a couple of days ago, but like almost a week, but a little bit over a week ago. I was so stoked because I had the NFL, I had Formula One, and I had college football, and I didn't need one, you know? It wasn't like, oh my God, if college football uh, was terrible, it ruined my Saturday. It's because I watched qualifying for Formula One. You know, it wasn't like, oh, man, Lewis Hamilton loses to Max Verstappen and, um, uh, for Formula One. Or not even Max Verstappen, but really it was just like that disastrous en- ending in uh, Monza or whatever. But it wasn't – that that game and a couple – and some of the losses kind of spoiled my Sunday a little bit. But it was just like – for the most part, my Sunday was still kind of enjoyable because football was back. But, man, college football was brutal this weekend. Brutal this weekend. I wasn't going to talk about the AP poll. I'm just going to kind of breeze through it here because there's not not a lot happened this weekend, to me at least, that's relevant. And um, I, I just think college football. College football, and I'll give my, uh, my analysis here. College football has a problem of teams and coaches being significant in facilities, being significantly better than other teams, right? So, like, let's say, for example, Alabama going up against Michigan. Like, Alabama's going to beat Michigan by almost five or six scores, potentially. Michigan is an underwhelming football program. They're an underwhelming football team in a conference that is mediocre, or below mediocre comparatively to what the SEC, even the, like, let's not even go to Michigan. Let's stay in the SEC for a minute, right? How many points does Alabama win by if they go up against a team like LSU or Tennessee or Arkansas or the University of Kentucky? Those are big boy SEC teams, but they're all horrifyingly terrible. They're all essentially non-contender. Like, hold on, you know what? Let's just go down and let's just look at the entirety of the SEC. 
right? Everybody wants to tell me SEC is the best, best college football conference in America, and it is. But make no mistake about it, the SEC is being carried by like two teams annually. Otherwise, we would essentially get, yeah, I mean, look at these schools like Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas, the Florida Gators, LSU, A&M, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt is in the SEC, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, University of Kentucky, we talked about South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Like how many teams, like all of those teams essentially get blown out by almost three or four scores. That's like 28 points. That's 20, when, if they play up against Alabama. That's 28 points. That's a 28-point loss in football. Like, I don't, know, I, I, don't, I don't know how people can expect their fans to watch this. I get it if they're locally from there, if they're an alumnus, for example, then, of course, they'll go. They'll, they'll watch college football. They'll cheer on the Alabama Crimson Tide and all these other football teams. But if you are a fan of football and you like and if, and if you actually like football I don't think this is the sport for you I don't think it's the sport for me it's uncompetitive it really is I was watching like Michigan versus Hawaii or whatever and it's just like Michigan is a bad football pro maybe not bad but they're like an average football program they beat the shit out of Hawaii and I'm like it's like we're playing almost two different sports here it's like one team is playing baseball, one team is playing softball, and if we bring over the softball team to go up against the baseball team, they'll obviously get crushed. But if we put over, but if we bring the baseball team to play up, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Actually, I think the baseball team would still crush the softball team. But it's like we got two different teams playing two different sports, and it's just like, I, I really don't understand it. So... College football to me was a bore. What's going on this weekend? I didn't even get the Jackson State game. I was so interested to watch the Jackson State game because Jackson State is such an interesting football team because they're getting top tier. They're like one of the only teams that's doing the thing that I want college football to do. Yeah, okay, great. They did it. All right. Boom. Yeah, Jackson State. Jackson State is one of the only interesting storylines in football teams in college football right now. And the sole reason is Jackson State is getting and stealing recruits that Alabama and Florida State want, and they're putting them on an actual football team that's being, pre that's being coached pretty well. Where is it? I didn't watch the Tennessee State game. They only won by 16 points. Excuse me, they only won by 13 points. Against the Tennessee Tigers. The Tennessee State Tigers. But it's like Jackson State beat the shit out of Florida A&M 59-3. Like three weeks ago. Then they like beat Tennessee State marginally well. 16-3. Then they beat the shit out of Grambling. Who's like one of the best HBCUs in, uh, in the country right now. 66-24. Like okay. But beyond like Jackson State to me, which is one of the most interesting college football. I don't know why people aren't talking more about Jackson State, to be honest with you. But beyond like Jackson State, which is literally one of the most interesting college football programs in America. Like, 
there isn't like Alabama or Georgia is probably going to win the Natty again, and it's not even going to be close. That's kind of my perspective on it. Top 10, AP, top 25. By the way, I, I don't understand why people are going to complain and bitch about players skipping bowl games, you know? Like last year, uh, what was his name? Kurt Herbstreit was like, I, like, I don't understand why players uh, don't want to play in bowl games. And it's just because it's just like they don't matter and everybody wants to play in the playoffs. So incentivize your players to play in the playoffs. And then they will. But if you don't have an incentive... For them to play in the fucking playoffs, then nobody will want to play in the playoffs. As evident by players opting out and not playing in the playoffs. And then also de-incentivizing competition as well. Like, we're not going to go up against hard teams because we're worried that it'll negatively impact us in the ratings. Which is true. And then complaining about it. It's just like teams will always do what's better for them than for you. So if you don't have the capacity, if you don't have the understanding to be like, we're going to help out teams who want to play good games, then yeah, uh, I I can't really help you. And also, by the way, like the whole Big Ten conference, like multi-million dollar deal with all of these other networks like Fox and CBS and ABC, or I, I think ESPN missed out on the deal, but Fox, CBS, maybe even NBC, like I don't care. I don't care that Notre Dame is on NBC. It, like, Notre Dame is a joke. I don't. So, people need to, uh, people need to fucking explain to me why some of these teams are, uh, fucking where they are right now. I, 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 I don't, I don't understand it. <clears throat> Anyways, top 10. I'm not going to go through the top 25 because the top 25 doesn't matter or the rest of the 15 because the rest of the 15, they don't, they don't really matter. Uh, number one, the, the top three remain really the top, the top seven remain the same. God, I still haven't followed Clemson. I just, I, I, I haven't cleared, not cleared. I haven't cared about Clemson. What did Clemson, who did Clemson play? I mean, Clemson's in the AAC. Or the ACC, that's what they are, not the AAC. They're in the ACC, yeah, I mean, like, look at their games. Like, Georgia Tech, Furman, and LA Tech. They haven't gone up against a real team ever. (laughs) Like, ever. And, yeah, they won't go up against a real team essentially all year. One of the games that I did see, though, was uh, Georgia versus South Carolina. Yikes, Spencer Rattler is uh, probably undraftable at this point. I mean, maybe not undraftable, but uh, Spencer Rattler, the quarterback for South Carolina, if you don't know who he is. Spencer Rattler, he may not be undraftable, but he's more along the lines of, like, I'm, if I want to develop a quarterback, I'm going to take him in the seventh round. I'm going to draft him because I think he's extraordinarily talented, but I'm not going to, like, waste a pick on him because he's just, he is so far behind the pack right now. He's, like, so bad. I thought it was, I didn't think he was going to be good. I don't want to say he was going to be good, but I was more along the lines thinking that it was going to be interesting to see him, Spencer Rattler, of course, see him in a new environment to see if he could potentially redeem himself. And he just, he could not, he cannot, (laughs) he can't. Oh my God. Uh, He probably should have stayed at Oklahoma, but um, 
I don't know when Lincoln Riley moved on or whatever, but but regardless, Spencer Rattler probably uh, he may be packing some bags here. By packing some bags, I mean some grocery bags. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, um, the top seven have stayed the same for the last week. Georgia at one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, Michigan four, Clemson five, Oklahoma six, USC seven. I like I don't I, I think Alabama still won. They had a pitiful game for them, of course, against UT, but they still won the game. Georgia's played really well. Stetson Bennett. He's such an interesting football player, the quarterback for Georgia. I always have like one football player that I all one quarterback specifically that I always talk about very, very highly, and I praise him very much. Like last year it was Malik Willis. The year before that it was Mac Jones. They're both like really, really awesome football players, in my opinion. And I can't really find a quarterback this year. I still haven't watched the UK game, the University of Kentucky game that I recorded a couple weeks ago. I record a lot of college football games. Some games I get to, some games I don't. But I recorded the UK game a couple of weeks ago, and it's just it seems like that guy from UK may have a little bit of juice. I saw some of his plays just from like game breaks and halftime shows and stuff like that, and I was like, mm, he's got a, he's got a little bit of juice. He's got a little something in the tank, a little bit of something. So I got to watch him, but there's like no no quarterbacks that are, like, obscure for people that I would be able to put my name and stamp on right now at this point. I mean, there's obvious guys like C.J. Shroud and Bryce Young that are, like, very obviously top 10 picks next year. But right now, it's just, like, I cannot find guys that are, like, obscure in the first round. And But maybe this guy from UK, University of Kentucky, could potentially be one. But uh, Georgia at one is fine for right now. Alabama two is fine. Ohio State three. I still think Michigan is going to meet their demise. But the problem with Michigan, and this is the problem with like scheduling in general, Michigan will play Ohio State, who will like break the bank on like who will expose them in November. Until then, it's just like they go up against. Iowa in uh, two weeks, they go up against Maryland this weekend. Indiana, Penn State, like, these are all teams that they should relatively beat. Like, these aren't good football programs relative to, like, all of the top tier. The top, 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 top tier football programs, these aren't good football programs. Like, there's nobody. And you kind of like, you wonder, man, like, why does Ohio State always come out of the Big Ten? Because everybody thinks the Big Ten or the Big Ten is perpetrated as this, like, really, really awesome football conference. And really, it's not. It's like it's Ohio State and then it's kind of like, meh, you know? It's like Michigan State can sometimes put up a fight. You know, Michigan can as uh, can as well. But for the most part, it's all about uh, Ohio. Ohio State. Anyways, going back to the poll, Ohio State 3, Michigan 4, kind of a mech. Clemson 5, again, they're going to be going up against scrubs for the next couple of months, so Clemson's kind of 
a little bit. Um, they're, Michigan and Clemson are a little bit of a phony. Oklahoma and USC are two interesting teams. I'll say that. Wouldn't it be fun if Oklahoma went up against USC? They won't for obvious reasons, but, you know. Oklahoma at six, I think, is a pretender. USC at seven. I think USC, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a harder sell. I think USC, if I if I had, if I was one of the AP poll voters, I would just put USC. I, I'm not even playing games. I would just put USC at four. Like right now. Boom, bam, we're putting them at four. We don't really care. I don't care. Kentucky at nine or at eight is fine because when you start to get past like four or five things, just get weird like Arkansas 10 is kind of like all right Oklahoma State at nine is like all right but eight nine ten I don't really like it's just like you guys want to not put real teams there I'm not gonna care you guys don't want to care I don't care so yeah college football was a bust this weekend it was terrible it's so bad I feel sorry for anyone that had to watch college football games this weekend it's one of the worst weekends ever there's just nothing redeemable about it. Oh, God. What college football games do I have this weekend? Let me check. Hold on. College football. What do I got this weekend? Ba, 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 ba. Any interesting games? Almost heaven. West Virginia. Blue Hills Mountain. Then I got Virginia Tech versus uh, West Virginia. Well, that should be fun. I'll like tomorrow, actually. Okay, maybe I'll watch that game. Kent State at Georgia. Rhode Island at Pittsburgh. Don't care. Missouri at Auburn. I'll watch some Auburn. Why not? I'll watch. I haven't seen Auburn at, at all. You know? I haven't seen Auburn at all. I'm like, I'm just scrolling through the games right now. Clemson at Wake Forest. Do I really want to watch that game? I mean, I haven't seen Clemson in almost two weeks. I'll watch Clemson at Wake Forest. Oh, also, uh, you know what? You know, I'll check out Baylor because Baylor is like, I haven't seen Baylor at all. Do I, where do I have the game? ESPN2? Okay, okay, okay. Watch Baylor. I love how I'm like, I hate watching games that suck, and it's just like I'm just recording a bunch of games that I feel like are not going to be very good. Ooh, JSU versus Valley State. But that's on ESPN+. Plus. I don't have that game. Okay. Who does Alabama play up against? Super interesting storyline. The Tennessee quarterback and the Florida Gators quarterbacks are two interesting players. I wanna I wanna watch them as well. Texas versus UT. Texas Tech versus UT. Should I watch that game? Why not? Like, what am I going to do on Saturday? Does Alabama have a bye week? I still don't see them. I'm like, I'm scrolling through all the games on my DVR right now. The upcoming games. 
To think that, like, Panay Sewell's younger brother was supposed to be, like, this top-tier linebacker coming out of college, and they went up against, what is it, either, like, Georgia? They went up against Georgia, and I saw that guy just nowhere near the ball. I'm like, that's, uh, that's not very good. Arkansas versus A&M is going to be interesting because those are, like, two top-ranked teams in the SEC. We'll see what happens. I'm like, I'm trying to sell myself. I'm trying to watch... I'm trying to, like, watch some of these fucking football games that are going to be such a fucking disaster. Oh, my God. New Mexico at LSU. Blech. Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Call me when they play a real opponent. Really? Wisconsin. Fuck it. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm like, call me when they call when they get a real opponent. And then it's just like, I'm like, fuck it. I'll watch it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Wisconsin all year I want to watch a little bit of Wisconsin. Vanderbilt out Alabama. I haven't seen Alabama. I like to always watch Alabama. I like to watch certain guys. I like to keep some tabs on certain players. Like, fuck it, I'll watch it. USC versus Oregon State. God, at 9.30 at night to watch a college football game. That's insane. And... That's all the college football that I'm, like, willing to watch or that I'm willing to record. I don't know if those games are going to be interesting, but I'm interested in some of the teams more so specifically because I haven't seen some of the teams, but it is what it is. I love that. I'm like, I'll only spend a couple of minutes on co speaking about college football, and we've been almost going for 30. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me plug in my computer first. It's almost out of battery. Hold on. Give me a second. Two seconds. <sighs> Sorry about that. Just computer was almost out of battery. So without further ado, let's get into NFL stuff. Let's talk about the NFL. Because the NFL is, as we know, it's the big boy. It's uberly important. It's, and it's, it's the NFL. Or is there anything else I have to talk about college football? I was going to clown on Brian Kelly for potentially losing this weekend. Did he lose? No, of course not. He played, he, who did he play against? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, like, I said this a couple of weeks ago. LSU surprised me. I'll say this. LSU surprised me in the sense of, like, they beat Mississippi State. It was very, very bad Mississippi State, by the way. It looked close until LSU decided to, uh, to score 21 points in the fourth quarter. Particularly because Mississippi State is horrifying. Horrifying. But... I said like a couple of weeks ago that LSU was going to like lose to uh, the net. I, I said it like without even looking at who they were going to play against. I was like, LSU is going to lose to whoever they play against after Southern U. And uh, they didn't. So, hey, pat on the back to, uh, to LSU for exceeding my extraordinarily low expectations. But exceeding my expectations, nevertheless. Anyways, let's talk about NFL football. So... Once again, 
I'm off to, like, I've been doing this for three years. I've been plotting out my records, or I've been um, counting how many wins, how many losses I have had for the last three years. I have never been off to as horrible of a start as I have this year. I am sitting at an average of 50% when it comes to picks. I like to go for mid to high 60s. I'm shooting at 50. That's a joke. Really, I should be almost at 70. That's what I'm, I'm shooting for 70. I'm 20% behind. I have some room to catch up. I, I have to catch up. Ridiculous how bad my picks have been. Bad isn't necessarily the word that I would use, just not necessarily uh, winning, I would say. Also, we have like, God! Uh, why? Snooze fest. Put me to sleep. Steelers at Browns Thursday. Ugh. Ugh, God. That's like one of those games where it's just like, do I need to watch it? You know, they're not, they're, they're two non-playoff teams. They're two non-playoff teams. Why would I want to watch them? Regardless. <sighs> Chargers at Chiefs. We covered it Friday of last week, Thursday night football. Hey, tip of the cap to the, uh, to the Chiefs beating the Chargers. Great job. Patriots at Steelers. I watched that game. It was live the same time that the uh, the game that I was watching that I uh, that I was mainly watching, which was Tampa Bay at Saints. It was live when that game was on, so I you know I was getting some game breaks. I was I went back and I watched it as well. It was a snooze fest. Oh my god, it was such a boring football game. Like one team, the Patriots. One uh, like one team in the New England Patriots was missing a wide receiver. And the other team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, was missing a quarterback. But the Patriots had a quarterback and the Pittsburgh Steelers had wide receivers. It was just like, if Mac Jones could be traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiving core could be traded to the Patriots, we may actually start having some football teams. But no, no, that's, that's not how football works, unfortunately. So I had to see or watch that disaster for like, three hours uh, after the fact, and I was just like, it was 17 to 14. <sighs> like, there's not much else to say about that game than hopefully I'm one of the few people that watch watched it because it was and is a bit of a disaster. Panthers at Giants, that was also a bit of a disaster. I remember the NFL Network, they were foaming at the mouth and frothing around and saying like, oh my God, the, the Giants, they're back to the playoffs because for the first time in six years, since the last time that they've gone to the playoffs, they have two, uh, two wins in the first two weeks of the season. And I was just like, give me a break. Ugh. Giants going up against the Panthers. You know what's funny? People just like end results. They like end results, but they don't like context. They don't like clues. They don't like complexity. They just want vanilla paste spoon-fed in their mouth. They don't like key lime pie. They don't like cheesecake. They don't like good cake. You know? If I gave you red velvet cake, which is one of my favorite cakes ever, or Italian cream cake, 
two different styles of cake. Like some people are like, what? Like if you ask them, what's their favorite cake? You're like chocolate or vanilla. I'm like, I like key lime pie. I barely like cake. And when I do eat cake, red velvet, please, or Italian cream cake. What am I, five years old? I get to pick between chocolate and vanilla? Up your dessert game. Up your complexity. I'm not complex for complexity's sake. I'm complex because the world around me is. Panthers at Giants, and the Giants as a football team is a complex football team. It's a complex problem. But it can be simplified if you give me some time. So, week one against the Tennessee Titans, everybody's like, they beat the Titans. They beat the Titans, they beat the Titans, they beat the Titans. And yes, they did beat the Titans, but the context matters. So when you go back and you watch the Titans game, first and foremost, the Titans game was wrapped up. Titans choked. They choked that football game. Saquon Barkley pops off for over 164 yards, essentially for the first time in his career. He's averaging 9.1 yards per carry. Usually, like, getting 4.5 is great. Not even great. Like, getting five yards per carry is, is great. Nine is, like, unheard of. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's unsustainable. And it was. Saquon Barkley this weekend, he had 72 yards, 3.4 yards per carry on 21 carries. He was a shell of himself. Panthers, they batten down the hatches. But what the Panthers failed to do is be a fucking professional football team. They, like, fumbled on the first two drives of the game, leading to, like, six of the 19 points. That's a third of the Giants' points. A third of the Giants' points came in the first two drives, and it was all because the fucking Panthers' dumbasses fumbled it twice. For some weird reason, Matt Rule just doesn't let... Christian McCaffrey pop off, who had a really, really good game. Baker Mayfield, once again, cannot find any fucking rapport with DJ Moore. And he was just awful. What a surprise. A a shout out to everybody that was like, Panthers are potentially going to be a playoff team. Joke. To 0-2 to start the season. They had the game, just like the Titans had the game last fucking week. The Giants have gotten so lucky these last two weeks. I'm so annoyed with the Giants. There are some teams that win a lot of games early on or lose a lot of games early on, and I'm like, that's not who they are as a football team. The Giants are not a no two are not a two and zero football team. They're like zero and two. They are horrible. I have no idea why Pro Football Focus this is why everybody thinks Pro Football Focus is a joke. Pro Football Focus has the Giants' left tackle Andrew Thomas rated as one of the one of the highest, one of the best. Rated left tackles in the NFL. In the NFL. The Giants this week gave up three sacks. Last week, they gave up, I think, six. Let me check. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they gave up five. Excuse me. They gave up five. They gave up five. How many touchdowns does Daniel? I think Daniel Jones has like a third of that. How many touchdowns does Daniel Jones have? He has two touchdowns. Against the Titans. This weekend against the Panthers, he had one. So he has half as many touchdowns as he does sacks. 
at this point in the season because of how often he's getting sacked. And pro football focus wants to hit me with that audacity and tell me that Andrew Thomas is one of the best tackles in the NFL. Okay. Watch what Michael Parsons does with him on Monday Night Football. Six for 18 on third down, 18 first downs. Are you fucking kidding me? They had eight penalties for 62 yards. As much as as people want to bitch and moan about the Cowboys penalties. Eight penalties for 62 yards. Are you insane? Are you insane? That's insane. In fucking sane. Eight penalties, 62 yards. <laughs> Joke. Joke. Panthers are also a joke. I don't know how much Panthers football I'm going to watch, honestly. I've been saying it for years. I'm like, Matt Rule, fired. And he is going to be fired, it looks like. Apparently, and I read something, and I checked it. I checked the source because, you know, I'm I'm a pro journalist here. I vetted the source a little bit. I, like, looked at the source. You know, you can't necessarily trust everything that you read on Twitter, obviously. So you kind of have to like go on somebody's uh, profile, look at their profile, make sure it's not a a um, a meme account. By the way, shout out to all the meme accounts that tell you they're meme accounts, and people will still try to quote them. And they're like, "You people are so fucking dumb." It's just like if something is too good to be true, look at the profile. The profile will tell you if they're a meme account. They're not in the business of spreading fake news. They're in the business of spreading laughter and jokes. And all hilarity ensues. But I checked the profile and they were like, we're an independent Twitter account. This is a rumor that we've heard that apparently Matt Rule, if he doesn't turn things around soon, he could be fired as soon as next week. As soon as the next week. How much do I believe that rumor? I don't know how much. I don't know Jake Tapper as an owner. Actually, I kind of do, but... I know that he wants to fucking win, and I know that Matt Rule hasn't given him anywhere close to a winning season in the last three seasons that he's been the head coach of the of the Panthers. I also have no idea why Jake Tapper gave him a seven-year contract. That, to me, is insane. It's like four years. Give him four years. I don't know why you gave him seven years. Maybe to entice him out of Baylor originally, but as I said before, it's like it's not that hard to tell your players to stop sexually assaulting women and... Uh, telling your coaches to literally not pimp out your students. Like, literally, they were like, yeah, we we have girls at school that will have sex with you if you come to Baylor. And this is, like, before Matt Rule. And they were, like, apparently taking some of their athletes to, like, strip clubs or something like that. Or they were offering them beer, which everybody, there's so much underage drinking on college campus, nobody cares. But still, it's not necessarily something that you would advertise to your players. That's good. Because even though it's like it happens and it's illegal, it's emphasis on the illegal. It's still illegal. Saints up Panthers uh, is next week. I think they lose that game. I think they lose that game. Panthers were not good against the Bucks this weekend, but it's the Panthers. They'll find a way to lose. Jets up Brown. Speaking of finding a fucking way to lose, I didn't. I have not seen this game. I haven't seen. An ounce outside of highlights and game breaks and stuff like that. I'm not going to watch this game. I don't want to watch a football team 
that chokes the fucking football game with one minute and 20. I know the I know the narrative. I know the story. Choked the fucking football game. Gave up like what? 17, 17 points in the fourth quarter. The majority of it came literally within the final one minute and 20 seconds. I'm like, how does this happen? Like a bl- it was like watching the Tennessee Titans versus the Giants. They just pretended like they just didn't know how to play football anymore. Or not even pretend. They just didn't play football. They were like, and we're up by two scores. And then they gave up two scores. And it's just like, guys, if you're going to play shitty defense, like if you're going to be in the prevent, like tell your fucking guys to like be, like play prevent. Like we got to tackle some of these motherfuckers. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, Browns at Jets, the Jets won, the Browns had it fucking locked up. It's unfortunately one of those games, like the two games that would have put me above 500 were the two, were these two motherfucking games, the Panthers and the Giants. I'm 500. I'll go down the, uh, the list of games that I didn't correctly pick, which is why I'm like not super salty and super worried about my season or whatever or my my picks because it's just like literally my picks are correct except these fucking teams can't fucking close out their fucking games it's like the panthers could have and should have won against the giants and the jets shouldn't have beat the fucking browns when they were up by like over 17 points it's insanity what some of these teams are doing to me what they're doing to my fucking picks i hate it so much Anyways, Colts at Jags, big swing and a miss for me. And I saw both games now, finally, saw both of the Colts games. Uh, Colts at Jags and Colts at Texans. I think next week will be their first home game, or this weekend will be their next home game, excuse me. So, what is it? What happened in these two games? The Colts, it's such a weird football team when I watch them. The Colts will be a football team that will have, like, good plays, like eye-popping plays where you're like, oh, wow, that looked good. Like, Matt Ryan will have good throws. Jonathan Taylor will have good runs. They'll play, like, good defense, and then they just won't. Like, it's so weird to watch the Colts sometimes where it's just like, oh, they'll have, like, good plays. They'll have, like, half of a good series, and it's just like you think that they have momentum on their side, and then the drive just stalls out. It's such a weird Weird football team. So weird to watch. But the Colts, they got their asses whooped 24 to 0. I don't know if the Colts are a playoff team. I mean, they're 0 and 2 right now, right? They're, I mean, they're 0 1 and 1. They're 0, excuse me, they are 0, yeah, they're 0 1 and 1. They have one tie, one loss. But the Colts are just one of those football teams that I'm just like, are you going to play good football here? And they may. It's it's September, so they may figure it out. They may turn it around. But it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. I, I cannot believe how awkward the Colts are and how bad the Colts are realistically, to be honest with you. But, yeah, tip of the cap to the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially to Trevor. He, uh, he was great on Sunday. He was stupendous. What was his statistics? He was 25 of 30 for 235 and two touchdowns. He was awesome. He was awesome. He was throwing it with, like, a lot of confidence, a lot of accuracy, 
a lot of power. He looked like an NFL quarterback. Like, that was one of the first times ever where I was just like, oh, he's, like, making proper decisions. He's accurate with his passes. And he's just, he doesn't look like a college player who is playing in the NFL. He looks like an NFL player. And he looked pretty awesome. As a matter of fact, do not sleep on the Jags missing out on the playoffs and winning their division because their division is shit. But we'll see. We'll see. Dolphins at Ravens. Probably the game of the weekend, one of the best games of the weekend, of the last two weekends, really. Dolphins bailed me out. It was looking really, really spotty. Tua had two interceptions, but he had six fucking touchdowns and almost 500 yards. Yeah, like, the Dolphins game against the Ravens is a perfect example of, like, getting your quarterback weapons actually, like, matters. The Dolphins getting Tua, obviously, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and even the Ravens getting Lamar Jackson, who had 100 yards on the ground. Like, he had 119 yards on the ground. But he also had two receivers pop off for 100 yards as well. Rashad Bateman, who I was not high on when he came out of college. He's been stupendous for the Ravens the last two years. And then Mark Andrews had another 100 yards. Like, those were essentially all of Lamar's 318 yards between Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, as it probably kind of should have been, should have been, to be honest with you. They also had three touchdowns. Both of them had two touchdowns, Mark Andrews, and uh, no, both of them had one touchdown, two touchdowns combined. But just that game was a perfect encapsulation of getting your quarterback weapons matters. It matters. You cannot send them, we'll talk about the Bears because Bears media is fucking insane, but getting your quarterback weapons matters Tua has a left tackle now. He has weapons in Jalen Waddle and also Ty- uh, and, uh, Tyreek Hill. And he also has kind of like a real coach. I'm so interested to see what's going to happen with Mike McDaniel this weekend when they go up against the Bills. I kind of wish it was primetime because I don't have it. It's a it's a literally a 1 o'clock game and it should be a primetime game. What's our primetime game this weekend? Oh, 49ers versus Broncos. Kind of a mad game. Hold on, do I have it? I mean, I live in Florida, but I I get conflicting results sometimes. NFL football. I like sometimes I'll get the Bucks. It kind of just depends. Yeah, I don't have it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have it. But um Mike McDaniel, the head coach for the Dolphins is such an interesting figure of a coach. I was so low on him. I, maybe not so low on him. That's not unfa- That's a little bit unfair to myself. I was lower on him than than I kind of expected. If I if then you would expect if you want my honest opinion about him. I just didn't believe in him. Didn't know who the fuck he was first and foremost. But uh, he's really done a great job these last couple of weeks against the Patriots. Against the Ravens in Baltimore. Beat them. And this team has like. They kind of come prepared. I'll say that. They do. To some degree. Not all the time. 100%. But they do. They do somewhat come prepared. As I'm watching the NFL Network. Show that they have a college football game on. Marshall versus Troy. And I'm like nobody's going to watch that. 
Nobody's going to watch that. I'm watching the NFL Network right now, but regardless. Dolphins at Ravens is such an interesting game because I'm like, hmm, maybe the Dolphins beat the, uh, the Bills this weekend. Maybe the Dolphins can potentially like carry on in the playoffs. The certain teams that I thought were going to be playoff teams potentially are not. The Raiders are definitively looking like they are not a playoff team. Potentially the Broncos can kind of like squeak out, can squeak in, but maybe they can't. We'll see. Like that whole AFC South just looks like a disaster. And the Bengals are also 0-2. We'll talk about that game here in a couple of minutes. It's just, it is very, 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 very awkward. These next couple of weeks. Anyways. Bucks at Saints. The Bucks. First and foremost, they finally won. But the Bucks, man, against the Saints, it kind of like compounded a little bit of my fears. I don't really care that Mike Evans got into a fight and uh, got suspended. It's just like, what the fuck do you want him to do? They're trying to challenge Tom Brady. They're trying to they're trying to fucking fuck with Tom Brady. I don't, I don't care if he got into a fight. But they still are lacking and missing offensive linemen. Obviously, and now they're kind of like down a wide receiver for when they check notes go up against the Green Bay Packers this weekend. So I'm like, that's uh, that's not very good. We'll see what happens. I remember like, who was it? I can't remember who, but it was like somebody on the NFL Network was like, we're really impressed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. I'm like... I'm not. <laughs> like, they went up against Jameis Winston, who's terrible, and they also went up against Dak Prescott, who played terrible. I'm like, this Green Bay Packers team is going to be so interesting. If I'm any team now, I have the blueprint on how to beat Aaron, and that's just like, make him do shit. Make Aaron Rodgers win the game, you know? Like, take away his running game, hit him a lot, and he'll just fold. I saw it against the Vikings. Like, once it, once it became a hard game for him to win, he quit. I'll say he quit. I don't like saying players quit. He quit. He's out. He mentally checked out. And this week, they ran the shit out of the ball for almost 200 yards. Because they were like, we can't rely on our quarterback to make plays. And that's when Aaron had a good game. Not when his team was down. Not when they needed his team. Not against the fucking Vikings that got obliterated, by the way, on Monday Night Football against the fucking Eagles. But he's just like, oh, we'll just, we'll just run the football next week. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bucks beat the Saints. No surprise there. Commanders versus the Lions this weekend. Jesus Christ. Lions won 36-27. Commanders are a bit of a joke. And I was kind of worried. I was like, this is one of the games that I was going back and forth, back and forth, like a game of ping pong. I was like, I like Carson Wentz in the sense of the Lions have a shitty secondary and he has a team that's full of talent and wideouts and things of that nature. But at the exact same time, the Lions are... Not, not the Lions, but Carson Wentz will always like... 
have these very, very high highs, and then he'll just fall off a cliff. And that's, that's what I was banking on. And he did. He did. Oh, God. He scored, like, half of his team's points. In the, like, he didn't do anything in the first half. And I was like, hmm. Like, by anything, I mean, he didn't score a single point in the first half, and it was 22-0. to zero. Oh. Again, he's a garbage-time quarterback, so. Great job for me. Jags didn't handle him last year. Or not last year. Uh, last week, excuse me. Seattle at 49ers, 7-27, 49ers. Trey Lance got hurt at the beginning of the game. Look, you want my honest opinion about it? First and foremost, hope, like, Trey's okay. Good for him. Hopefully he makes a speedy and fast recovery. I thought they should have started Jimmy Garoppolo week one, and you can't tell me now that they shouldn't have started him week one against the Bears. They probably would have won week one against the Bears. They probably would have been winning their division right now. But some someone in the organization was like, Kyle, you must play Trey Lance. Do not tell me, if you're a 49ers fan, do not fucking tell me that he shouldn't have run the football with Trey Lance. Because every motherfucker was like, Trey Lance is athletic, and he can do the one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo can't do, and that's run the football. You cannot tell me that they, should have, that they shouldn't have run the football with Trey Lance when you literally told me for years that that is the best thing that he can do, that that's the thing that he can offer the 49ers. So for all the 49er fans that are frothing at the mouse, that are foaming at the mouse, that are foaming at the mouth, that are telling me that the 49ers shouldn't have run Trey Lance on a power play when literally that is what he's supposed to do. You told me he was big. You told me he was strong. You told me he was athletic. That is why you don't fucking run your quarterback. That's also why he should be able to fucking throw. Which is why you won this week against your divisional rival instead of losing like you did last week. Shut the fuck up if you're a 49ers fan. Fire Kyle Shanahan. You motherfuckers have been irrelevant for almost 10 years after you lost in the Super Bowl with Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. You guys you guys have been irrelevant. You were the, the doormat of the NFC. You were a joke until he got there. And you're like, fire him. It's like, you guys are morons. Morons. I shouldn't have picked Geno Smith to have a good game. This is like one of those weekends where I, like, I overestimated the ability of backup quarterbacks. Like, for example, uh, Geno Smith, who had a really good game against the Broncos, and then he played like shit against the 49ers. People were starting to put out the whole Drew Locke thing, and I'm like, okay. Like, after... I love how, like, Seattle, how finicky Seattle Seahawks fans were. They were, like, they were talking about how awesome Geno Smith was last week, and then this week they're, like, we're ready for Drew Locke. We're ready for Drew Locke. Like, they were, like, Geno Smith, that's my quarterback. They are posting memes and stuff like that, and then this week they're, like, get him out. We want Drew Locke. We want Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a quarterback of the future. Get him in the football game. Geno Smith, he sucks. Falcons out Rams, yikes, 31-27. You want to know what's interesting? Even though a lot of this was garbage time, they scored like 17 points in the fourth quarter, Atlanta could have actually won the game. Like the game-ending interception, the Jalen Ramsey one, where it's, it's a phenomenal interception, there was like one minute left in the ball game, and the Atlanta Falcons, if they had scored that touchdown, they would have been up. They would have been up. Like, that's the shocking thing against the Rams. 
Matt Stafford is on his continuous streak of throwing interceptions where he threw two. And how many did he throw against the Bills? He threw three. So he has more interceptions than touchdowns at this point. How many yards does he have? 240 week one. Two. Okay, so he has like... A decent amount of yards, but his interceptions is insane. Yikes, man. I've been right about Stafford, like, all fucking season long. Finally, Allen Robinson showed up, by the way. But, how the fuck? I, I get it. It's the fourth quarter, but Jesus Christ, man. They almost lost the game. Going down 0-2... 0-2 in the NFC West, bro? Like, that is insanity. It's like, do you realize, like, how close that is? Like, how close you are to, like, just not qualifying for the playoffs and being uberly behind? You want to know what fucking frustrates the fuck out of me? Want to know what frustrates me? As a, as a fan. Want to know what frustrates me? I'm watching... The Cardinals and the Raiders. It's ball game. It is ball game. Josh McDaniels has a better overall football team. He has one of the he has one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in Devontae Adams. He has one of the best tight ends in the NFL with uh with uh Darren Waller. He has a really, really nice defense, or he has nice pieces on the defense. He has everything he needs to beat Kyler Murray, who has no offensive line, who has Hollywood Brown. Who is medi- who is like a good wide receiver, but he's not great, and, and I don't even think it's close. And he's just he's operating with a bad scheme, and Kyler fucking clutches it multiple times for the Cardinals. First in in uh in in regulation, and then he goes into overtime, wins the game in overtime against the Raiders. And I'm like, Josh, you motherfucker. By the way, shout out to everybody that let me down this weekend. The fucking car, the the, uh, the Raiders, the Panthers, who let who let me down? These three teams, these three games: Raiders, Packers, not Packers, Raiders, Panthers, Browns. You let me down. You guys would have fucking handled your business. I would have been eleven and five this weekend. I'm so pissed off. I would have had a winning record relative to this season, but I'm five hundred. God, that's so annoying. But Kyler was awesome. Kyler, it turns out he's worth every single penny that the Cardinals are paying him. Paying him like 45-something million dollars annually. He's great. He's awesome for the Cardinals. Raiders are down 0-2, man. Shout out to everybody that was like, Raiders are going to go to the playoffs and they're going to win their division after getting all the all those players. And I'm like, I roll my eyes at that one. But um, Raiders are in really, really... Deep shit right now. There's not a lot of games here for them. Luckily, they um, outside of the Chargers, they haven't won or excuse me lost a divisional game. But at the exact same time, oh my god, the the NFL Network is showing uh, me the ironically enough as I'm talking about the Raiders game, they're showing how like the Raiders fans started to pop bottles of champagne in the stadium because it was like twenty something to seven. 
at one point in the game. That shit is hilarious. Anyways, uh, like the Ra the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels and Nathaniel Hackett. I'm pretty sure won't won't work out respectively for the respective teams. Russell may like Russell may hide some of his deficiencies, but the way that Russell's played these last two weeks, he may not. But I'm 1,000% sure it won't work out with Josh McDaniels. And I, the frustrating fucking thing about the Raiders is that I literally have talked about the about not hiring Patriot officials. The Giants did it two or three years ago with Joe Judge. The Raiders did it this year. The Texans, they did it a couple, like six or seven years ago with Bill O'Brien. The Detroit Lions did it with Matt Patricia. And it's like all these motherfuckers are terrible without Bill Belichick. And people still hire them. And it's just like, the Raiders are terrible with Josh McDaniels. Terrible. Who do they got on deck? Who do they got? They got the Titans this weekend. They should beat the Titans. They should. They got the Broncos in two weeks. But on the, the Mac Daddy is coming to town, or technically you're going to the Mac Daddy's, Daddy's Palace, going to Arrowhead on October 10th. October 10th. Jesus Christ. The Raiders could actually be like one and four by the time uh, the Chiefs are done with them. Honestly, they're that bad. Texas at Broncos. What was that game? Oh my God. What an absolute disaster for a start of Russell Wilson's career. In Denver, that game was so terrible. It was so ugly. Nathaniel Hackett is so done as a head coach. There's one drive where they were in field goal range, and because they got a delay of game and they didn't take a timeout, they then got out of field goal range, and they had to punt it. And this is, like, coming off of the whole fourth and five play with Russell Wilson and da-da-da-da-da. I have no idea if the Broncos are going to be a playoff team this year. They're so inconsistent and executing poorly on offense so bad they are so bad of a football team it's ridiculous god texans though are so interesting give me like five more weeks with them just like um i don't know if they'll be a playoff team i don't think so i feel like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot by playing decently well by like tying with the colts and like almost beating the broncos a team that they really shouldn't be anywhere near competing with and they like almost beat them i'm like yeah i feel like they're potentially going to shoot themselves on the foot if they continue playing this well because they're going to miss out on uh bryce young or will anderson or one of those boys if you believe in davis mills you go after will anderson or jalen carter or whatever but we'll see Bengals versus cowboys is such an interesting football game because the cowboys are still in the nfc race like the eagles are winning it are tied, excuse me, with the Giants, 2-0. The, uh, the Commanders and the Cowboys are tied 1-1. The Cowboys are only one game behind, and they go up against all of their division within the next four or five weeks. So they can take over their division here uh, starting on Monday Night Football. But uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Cowboys here because I do like talking about the Cowboys. Cowboys, interestingly enough, let me just like 
check uh, John Machota's Twitter here. Cowboys may get Dak Prescott as early as not this week with Monday Night Football, but like next week. I'm on John Machota's Twitter, and I I see like a bunch of head scratching stuff that the Cowboys are doing. Give me like a couple of seconds to uh, to read this. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Ba, 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 ba. Dalton Schultz may be questionable. <laughs> Apparently a Cowboys fan rode a horse in Walmart after the Cowboys won. Hold on. What the fuck? What what is this? So for some weird reason, I, I guess because they won, I, I I don't know. A cowboy fan just like pulled up to Walmart, rode a horse in Walmart for some weird reason. I'm like, okay. It's, uh, I mean, it's a pretty well-behaved horse considering like it's not freaking out and it's, this is one of the fucking most American fucking things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so weird. <clears throat> Anyways. Da, 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 da. All right. And then the Cowboys also wave like their rookie who was supposed to be good for them, Dennis Houston, who really has not been good for them at all. But all right, okay. Anyways, back to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott may be back um for the Washington game, which is gonna be so interesting because they're going to need him because Carson Wentz has actually been playing like relatively well, specifically when it comes to just getting a shit ton of yards at the end of the game. But um, it's also going to be interesting to see if Dak can actually like play well and not play like whatever he uh, played like on Sunday Night Football a week ago because that, that was fucking terrible. Holy shit, that was fucking terrible. And it's just like, it's no wonder why the Cowboys lost. And the sad reality is, if he had played better, they could have won. Same thing goes with C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Lamb had played better this weekend, but it's not like he played great. But, uh, yeah, that that just... I mean, eh, no. I mean, C.D. CD had 75 yards. Never mind. C.D. had 75 yards. But CD needs to play better. He needs to play better. He probably could have had over 100, really. Like a, like a quiet over 100 if Cooper Cup had... Um, and he would have had a touchdown, too, if Cooper Cup had hit him on that, uh, on that go route down the right side. I like how Dallas will take shots. It's shocking. Like, Kellen Moore, with, uh, with a little bit of help from Mike McCarthy, called a really, really decent game this weekend. Instead of doing whatever the fuck that was last weekend... And I talked about it, and Mike McCarthy was probably infuriated after that game because I was like, why the fuck are they having... what?" Like, like the media was like, they need to put two running backs on the field. They need to put two running backs on the field. I said, fuck that. Fuck that. One, run the football with one, okay? Have one on the field as a receiver. 
or as a receiving back, but you have receivers. You have tight ends. Those are your receivers. They're going to put safeties or linebackers against the tight ends, which is always a mismatch because either the linebacker isn't too good to cover or the safety is too fucking, fucking small to go up against a tight end. So it's just like you always have some type of an advantage there if you're a good enough tight end. Find the mismatch, exploit it with the tight end. You have C.D. Lamb. You had like Noah Brown popped off for almost 100 yards. I was like, you have players. Stop doing that dumbass shit that the media thinks is correct in having two running backs on the field. That is so stupid. Never do that ever again. But with Dak being back, Micah Parsons is to me the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Don't ever think I would ever say that uh, that the Cowboys with a backup quarterback could beat the Bengals, but hey, here we are. Another game that I just straight up didn't uh, pick correctly. But I'll say this. I went back because I was very interested in watching Tyler Smith, the rookie left tackle drafted out of Tulsa this year for the Dallas Cowboys. He played a very awesome game. And I think I said this week one, after week one, I said, Tyler may be the uh, the left tackle long-term, depending on what happens. The fact that he really, I watched all of the uh, the game again, specifically his plays. The fact that he may have had like two bad reps, I, sh- I kid you not. He may have had like two bad reps against Trey Hendrickson, among other players. Maybe like three, maybe four out of how many offensive snaps? How many offensive snaps? I can't like I don't how many how many offensive snaps? I'm not sure. But it was probably like uh probably like sixty. Out of like sixty offensive snaps, he may have had like three or four bad reps against you know, a really good defensive line and two bad reps against one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. That's insane to me. That's insane. And granted he was getting a lot of help, quick passing game. The tight end Dalton Schultz and the big boy wide receiver in Simifahoko, they helped Chip a lot. They there was a lot of things that they helped out with. The Cowboys helped them out for sure. But I've also seen Chaz Green get similar help and still freaking suck. And I get it, Chaz Green, formerly like a former Dallas Cowboy tackle who played like shit. Uh when Tyron Smith got hurt. Like I get it, that was like years and years that was like half a decade ago almost. I get it. Taz Green had very low expectations. Tyler Smith had very high expectations. The fact of the matter is, Tyler Smith knew what the fuck he was doing. That was like a, a problem with Chaz Green. Chaz Green just wouldn't take appropriate angles. He wouldn't get to his spot, and he wouldn't anchor. He wouldn't fucking set his feet and fucking re- get fucking ready to take a sh- some fucking shots, you know? Like Tyler Smith, when the chip happened, got to his spot, perfectly so many times where it was just like and he was he didn't really get moved off of his spot he didn't get bulldozed he was really really good in the running game he wasn't really like creating gaps he was well no he, he was in some cases but it wasn't like he was getting moved off of his block you know it was a really really awesome game by tyler smith for the cowboys and the fact that he had played so well against Shaq Barrett, and and I was interested in this because he had played so well against Shaq Barrett. The fact that he had played so well against Shaq Barrett, one of the best offensive pass rushers in the NFL, 
and Trey Hendrickson, like two guys that in the last like three to four years have in one season or another have gotten 20 sacks each. And the fact that he's done a fantastic job against both guys is insane to me. Insane. It's one of the underrated, quiet storylines that nobody's really talking about whatsoever. And I feel like people should definitively start talking about it because he's not really getting beaten. And this weekend, he's going up against Aziz Ojolari. I think the Giants potentially have ruled out Leonard Williams with a mild MCL sprain, so he may be out for the game. So he literally has to go up against Aziz Ojolari, who I think he can handle, who's like a second-year pro as well. Like, he's gone up against veterans, and he's looked straight. And I like, he's looked great. And I like Aziz Ojolari, but if it's just him out there against the Cowboys, it's a yikes. And apparently the uh, the Giants, they're like, we need a linebacker. We're hot. We're calling back Blake Martinez because we don't have a linebacker. By the way, has anyone made a phone call about Blake Martinez? I would. I like Blake Martinez a lot. I, I think he's too good of a player to just, like, let him hang around, you know? Yeah, he's a free agent right now. It, like, if I'm anyone, I'm making a fucking phone call. Like, why isn't anyone calling up this guy? I don't. I don't know. I'm. I, hey, I'm calling up Blake Martinez. I'm calling him up. I'm gonna put him on the practice squad. I'm like, I mean, it depends on how much money he wants as well. But I'm, I'm figuring out not just for the Cowboys, but for just a team. It's funny. It's like the Giants. They're like, we're gonna get Jalen Smith, and they need a linebacker. And it's just like you could have potentially had a good one in Blake Martinez. Bengals I'm worried about. I am so worried about. They're, they are 0-2. They are in a very difficult division. And they are getting Joe sacked almost at a higher rate than what he was sacked at last year. Excuse me, not almost. They are getting him sacked at a higher weight than what he was sacked at last year. It's insane how much, how many pressures like Micah Parsons and Dorrance Armstrong and like everybody ate. Besides Demarcus Lawrence, because it's not very good. But so many Cowboys defenders were able to like put pressure on him. Leighton Vanderesh, who's essentially done nothing for the last three years, he got a sack. And it's just like so many Cowboys have just fucking were in that backfield and their offensive line was so bad. So, 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 so bad. And they have good players. They have like Al, um, Ali Kappa or Alex Kappa or whatever his name is they, uh, from the Bucks last year. And they ha- also have Leo Collins. They have good players. And for some weird reason, it's just like, here we are where they just are horrible. They're terrible. I'm worried. And I thought they could and really should have beaten the Cowboys handedly, I might add. The next couple of weeks, I don't care about the Jets. They should beat the Jets. This should be week one. This should be win number one. But they go up against the fucking Dolphins after the Jets and the fucking Ravens. I, I think that's two losses at this point. Both teams have pass rush. Both teams have explosive offenses. Like the one thing that the Bengals have not run into, like the main problem that they have not run into at all is explosive offenses paired with like ridiculous pass rushes on 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 the opposition like can you imagine for example if the Cowboys offense was more explosive and Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys were able to just send five guys against Joe Burrow constantly because that's what they wanted to do but they couldn't because the Bengals were still in the game because of how low scoring a game it was so they had to play it a little bit timid but can you imagine if the Cowboys had actually like produced some points there like just how how hard it would have been for Joe Burrow to play if like the Cowboys were like 
if they had scored like maybe 24, 27 points by the time the third quarter had rolled around. Jesus Christ. Bengals are in trouble. Let's get on to, uh, to one of the, uh, the weird games of kind of the day here or of the weekend. Maybe not weird games, but one of the, uh, the games that's kind of drawing a little bit of controversy. Bears versus Packers. I have a Bears podcast. It's from Chicago Sports, but they spell Chicago C H G O. I don't. I, maybe it's because they can't actually use like the city of Chicago in their name, but Chicago. I I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. But C H G O uh, Sports. I mean, it's just not as an I. It's a. They're missing a C A. Why? Why not just call yourself Chicago Sports and just copyright that? I, I don't know. I don't know the le- the legality of it. But um, Bears and the Packers, it, it was another Packers ass-whooping against the Bears. Uh, that's not a surprise whatsoever, especially if you know the series. The shock, I think, is from Bears fans who are like, oh my God, I can't believe Justin Fields is this bad. And for me, it's just like, you guys are morons. Like, we, we as a podcast have talked about the Bears and their inadequacies from the free agency uh, office and, um, and things of that nature, right? We've talked about their lack of offensive line, uh, not development, but just players. We, like, they haven't, haven't gotten any offensive linemen ever. Or not ever, but um, in the last couple of months. Some people are going to give me false equivalent. Uh, equivalencies and cognitive dissonance and tell me, and they're not going to have any nuance at all. They're just going to tell me, well, they got guys in the fifth round, 24, they got offensive lines, linemen. And it's just like, that's not getting actual offensive linemen that can be football players in the NFL. I cannot believe I have to like describe this even further. It's like, you know what the fuck I mean? They don't have good starting offensive linemen for Justin Fields to play behind. That is what I mean. Do I have to spell it out for you? God, it's like some of these Bears fans are so fucking stupid with their rhetoric. And some of the Bears media, like Adam Rank is one of the dumbest fucking people I've ever seen in my entire life. He was just like, oh, you know, the Bears, uh, they, they got players for Justin Fields. And it's just like they fucking participated in free agency. And that made, and that's like, that, that's something that you clap up. That's something that you're like, hey, congratulations. You did a good job. Holy shit. Oh, they drafted somebody in the fifth round that nobody's heard of and isn't playing for us. Or, and if he is, he's not playing very well. Hey, that's a great job. But then... I mean, people are surprised that they play badly against the Packers. And it's just like... You guys beat the shitty fucking 49ers. Maybe not the shitty 49ers. You guys beat the 49ers when Trey Lance was playing like shit. And you want to fucking throw yourself a house party. And then you get ran into by the fucking Packers. And then you want to say that Justin Fields is the problem. That he's a fucking... That he he may not be the fucking guy. And then Bears... Dumbass Bears fans are like, Durr, this is the year where we finally know about Justin Fields. How? Where are the players? And it's like, we've talked about Tua. We've talked about Lamar. They have weapons. You need weapons. He has no weapons. 
And then, like, just to show the fucking cognitive dissonance, they talked about the fourth down play by the Green Bay Packers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, or not the by, by the Green Bay Packers, by the Bears. They're t- well, if you don't know what I'm talking about, during the Packers game against the, the Bears, the Bears are on the one-yard lo- line on uh, of the Packers, and instead of running in the uh, under center, they run it in shotgun. They run a quarterback draw at the one um, for Justin Fields. And they're like, uh, put a fullback back there and just go over the top with Justin or whatever. And it's just like, they literally, this guy, and I will play this clip, this guy will literally quote you statistics on why you put the quarterback in the gun on the one-yard line. And uh, they're just like, uh, nerds. And it's just like, okay, this is why you guys are fucking morons and dipshits, and this is why the Green Bay Packers have beaten the fuck out of you for the last fucking 30 years. Uh, here's, a, here's a start of it. Hold on, let me unmute my computer audio. Here we go, here we go. Yard line since 2017. Shotgun, 63%. Hold on, let me back it up a little bit. Pro football focus. This caught me off guard. Was not expecting this, guys. Touchdown percentage on run plays from the one-yard line since 2017. Shotgun, 63%. No shotgun, 55%. So shotgun has actually resulted. These And and with quarterback. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Touchdown percentage for quarterbacks on run plays Nerds. from the one-yard line since 2017. Shotgun, it goes up to 74.5%. No shotgun, it's at 60. I'm literally going to... Somebody made an error. <laughs> hey, dum-dums, do you want to know why the fuck your quarterback from shotgun when they're athletic? Why there's a higher percentage to get in than when not? Do you want to know why? Because in guys like Justin Fields' case or Lamar Jackson's case, or Cam Newton's case. It's very similar to running downhill as a linebacker, not a linebacker, as a running back. It's why running backs prefer to get the ball when your quarterback is under center because that way they can have a running start. It's the exact same principle here, okay? In short yarded situations, on third and one, third and two, third and three, when it's a design quarterback run or read option, it's why the fucking read option is fucking it's it's in the gun to begin with. So that way, if your quarterback does take off, he can run downhill just like a running back. That's the whole principle. And it goes right over their dumb, stupid bears' faces, and they're like, Durr, put a fullback in, or they say, Durr, that's not correct, nerds. And it's just like Oh God. What do you guys know about football? What do you guys know about football, huh? You guys fucking don't know shit about football. You guys are fans of a shitty organization. You guys are like, we should have we should have gotten rid of Justin Fields. Or we should get rid of Justin Fields potentially. You guys have been fucking shit for 40 fucking years. And you guys want to fucking just be like, oh, the stats aren't correct. And they they will literally say, and I think the play worked, by the way, because he got in, the refs didn't spot it. But the play works. And they will admit that it works. This is how dumb they are. And they're like, uh, just put a full, just put them under center and put a fullback in. And it's just like, the fucking play worked! It worked! The refs didn't spot it properly! They're morons! It 
worked. And they're like, they're uh, full back in the backfield. Doesn't seem right. Something. I'm going to break <laughs> Doesn't something. seem right. Doesn't seem right. It, I have to agree, but no, it I mean, doesn't. They, it, it doesn't seem right. But they got it on the one yard. The play worked. The refs fucked them. The refs fucked them. And the and they're like, der, uh, uh, the play didn't work. Or uh, der, uh, put a fullback in the backfield. They'll just start foaming at the mouth about fullbacks here in a couple of seconds. Use your fullback. Give me yeah. the give me the right on cue. Old school football. Old school vibes. Old school fucking football. Hey, dumbass! It's not fucking 1985 anymore. You kind of have to advance your way of thinking. You have to adapt a little bit. Old school football. I wipe my ass with that statement. Old school football. Oh, really? Talk to me about how many wins it's gotten you so far. How many Super Bowls? Old school football, my fucking ass. You're an embarrassment to the sport of football is more like it. You're a hundred-year-old football team, a centurion, and you have one Super Bowl. I don't give a shit about when you guys won a championship, when nobody barely even knew how to play football, and when it wasn't even integrated. I don't give a fuck. You guys are a fucking joke. You have one Super Bowl being one of the oldest football teams in the entirety of the sport, and you motherfuckers are talking about old school football. You guys haven't done shit in 40 years. You guys haven't done shit in 100 years. Literally, my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren are going to have to wait until they see five Super Bowls, five Super Bowls, because your dumbasses win one Super Bowl every single fucking 100 years. Just like the fucking Cubs. Joke. And in the chat, what people are forgetting is it, it, he did talk, get. Talk about how the fucking play won, and then talk about not one worked, and then also talk about how it how you can chew gum and walk at the exact same time. The 1980s called. They want their shitty fucking sayings back. To agree, but no, I mean the eight-hour. Use your fullback. Give me yeah. the give me the touchdown percentage with a fullback. Old school on the field. football. No, eight-hour vibes is saying it in the chat. What people are forgetting is it, 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 he did get by, in. By it the way, by the way, by the way, for every numbnuts who just wants to say old school football fullbacks, ugh, ugh. for every numbnuts that wants to say that, the reason why, and teams have very cleverly figured this out. Except for the Bears, of course. Or maybe the Bears have to some degree. The reason why teams don't run the football on the, uh, with a fullback anymore, even on the one-yard line. And he's just like, give me the percentage with fullbacks on the football field. The reason why they don't do that shit anymore is because there's an additional linebacker on the football field. Right? Like, people just want to say, well, it's money, it's easy, it's da-da-da-da-da. You know, at the one. For some teams, it is. For some teams, it isn't. For, terms, for some teams that get push, this is where having a good offensive lineman comes into play because when you have, for example, and this is a little, I, I won't even use Zach Martin. Let's just use Tyler Smith or even Terrence Steele. When you have like good, competent players, you can just run straight through them. You can run through them. They can be the gaps that are created for your offensive line. And that's what Dallas did. A couple of times, they were just like, we're just going to run through our guys. I'm going to trust them. And they did. They ran, like Dallas, not just because of the backs, not just because of Zeke and Tony. 
They're like, yeah, we'll run through our offensive line. And they can, and they did. And they got push against one of the best, by the way, defensive tackles, run stuffing defensive tackles in the NFL and DJ Reader. They got push. Bears, you can't. Do you want to know why? Because you don't have a fucking good offensive line. And then they want to talk to me about, what, what's the percentage of a fullback? I don't know, and to be honest with you, I don't really give a shit. Because when you add an additional fullback on the football field, right, as the Bears, you do understand that adds an additional linebacker on the field in the box. So all the, all the, the linebacker will have to do, if they're like smart or just have half a working fucking brain, is they'll just read their keys and be like, I'll follow the fullback, I'll hit the hole where the fullback hits the hole, and if the back is coming behind that, that fullback, then the linebacker that's either beside me or behind me will fucking make the play. Like, it's, it's just that simple. It's how defense works. Smart defense. So, to counteract that, offenses are like, eh, we'll put out an additional wideout. Or we'll not load the box or whatever. That's why teams are not going to just put an additional fullback on the football field. Because it's just like, we could do that or we could be smart and run into lighter boxes. Which is just like, if you can't run into a lighter box, you shouldn't be in, you shouldn't be in the NFL. Rather than making the box heavier and fucking yourself, essentially. I mean the eight hour. Use your fullback. Give me yeah. the give me the touchdown percentage on a fullback. Old school on the field. football. No eight hour vibes is saying it in the chat. What people are forgetting is it, it, he did get in. It was a touchdown. And as I said to some guy on Twitter too, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah, he got in. So if he if they had called it a touchdown, nobody would be complaining. But you have to be. They able wouldn't to be. Look they they wouldn't be. By the way, they would not be. They wouldn't be talking about this fullback bullshit. It wouldn't be, but let's let's continue forward. Let's if they let's hear called out. it a touchdown, nobody would be complaining. But you have to be able to look past the result and understand the process. And I just what? I'm sorry. I don't care what the stupid nerds say with their stupid percentages. <laughs> I am going to be defiant that they should have been under center and you can still sneak it in, but it's the path of least resistance. Where would you rather be? Five yards back or one yard away? As Corey said, get the fullback behind you and shove him. Not Cole Komet, pitter pattering the is the guy on him. Forget it. Just sneak it in the easy way. Hey, hey, Will, you, you... They literally have statistics that say that that's not the easy way. And they're just like, like that, that. this is why they haven't won a Super Bowl in 40 years. Don't worry, we're almost done with the Bears. But he said something interesting. He said, the result doesn't matter, the process is what matters. That's such a Bears fan. That's such a Bears fan thing to say. It's just like, wake the fuck up, moron. You guys are a shitty football team. You guys, how many, uh, you guys are, are going to go up against the Texans this weekend. I was about to say, how many wins are you going to have this, week, this year? And it's just like, probably six. You guys go up against the Giants in two weeks, Vikings, Commanders, Patriots, Cowboys. Like, your season is about to get fucking hard. The process doesn't matter if it doesn't lead to results. At this level, at this league... It doesn't fucking matter. Playing hard-nosed football, all that bullshit doesn't fucking matter. When people are smarter than you, people have better players than you, and people, to be honest with you, can implement their schemes better than you. 
It doesn't fucking matter if you play physical. Every motherfucker in the NFL can play physical football. Everyone can. So this whole, we got to assert our dominance. We got to play with the fullback. We, we got to take the path of least, least resistance. How about you win the fucking game? How about that? How about you get your quarterback some fucking players? How about you get some offensive linemen so that way you can run uh, these, these, uh, these one-yard quarterback. Sorry about that. These one-yard quarterback design runs at the one-yard line when your fucking offensive line can actually get some goddamn push. How about that? How about that? Instead of completely ignoring the fact that you got the touchdown, you got it, and being like, uh, we can chew gum and uh, walk at the same time. It's like I've never heard that before in my entire life, and I hopefully never have to hear it again. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, God, we're done with the Bears. We're done. I have a Justin Fields clip where he's talking about his loss. I, I don't even care. I don't even care enough to bring that up because like it's just, I don't care. I don't care. Okay, I'm like I'm watching some stuff happen on Twitch. Jesus Christ, Twitch is like imploding right now with the content with the fucking creators, dude. Holy shit. Oh my god. By the way, sorry about this, but oh my gosh, dude. I'm like, I'm starting to lose my voice again. It's like I've spent all fucking day getting my, uh, not getting, but like fucking trying to like get my voice right. I've like drunk three cups of, of tea over the last, uh, over the last, like, I don't know how many hours it's been like all day. I've just been like drinking a shit ton of tea. Oh my god. My voice was like I almost lost my voice on Sunday watching the uh the the uh the dolphins. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. It's just like I'm starting to lose my voice again. And I was like super tired. I like I don't even know what happened. I like fell asleep at like six and then I woke up at eight and I was like it was Super fucking hot in my room is like 82 degrees because it was hot as balls. It's almost October. Why is it so hot? But I like I woke up two hours later and I was like, fuck, I only meant to sleep for like 20 hours. Not 20 hours, but 20 minutes. And I I didn't even set my alarm. I was going to watch a, a horrendous TV show called like Inside Out or something like that. It's a. I'm like, please get better. Please get better. I like the animation style and I like some of the characters, but I'm like, please get better. Jesus Christ, get better. Anyways, um, going back to what I was talking about, uh, the Packers, like I talked a lot about the Packers 
they they won twenty seven to ten. They ran the shit out of the football against the Bears. The Bears were a joke. Uh, that's not a surprise. What is kind of a surprise is how terrible the Titans played yesterday against the Bills, forty one to seven. Look, I said it in the preseason, and one of my takes, one of my best takes, probably all year. Do not extend Derrick Henry. His contract is up this year. The Titans' offensive line has not gotten a lot of push this year. I get it. Derrick Henry's done. The I'm going to stiff arm the shit, the shit out of Joss Norman. That, that shit's done. It's over with. It's gone. He's not coming back. Not coming back. Look, man. He had... 13 carries, 25 yards. He had 1.9 yard, yards per carry. He was terrible. He's terrible. This week, last week, if I pull it up against the Giants, he was even worse. He was, Maybe not worse. He was like not as good. He was 21 carries, 82 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. The Titans are just not like, look, I said it before I said it. I'll say it again. The identity of the Titans through Derrick Henry in the running game. I think they... I mean, I don't know what they, I don't know. I I don't want to say what they thought. It's obvious that they banked, they put all their chips on Henry. And now the fucking, you know, the Reaper has come to collect his payout. You know? It's over. They put all of their eggs in one basket and they tripped and fell down a hill. Is a better way of saying it. They have no backup plan at back. Ryan Tannehill cannot bail you out. And you know what's funny? ESPN, they put up a statistic on wide receivers for the Tennessee Titans and, like, how many yards they had. And what a surprise. Like, A.J. Brown for the Eagles has had, like, almost the amount of uh, yards as the entirety of the Tennessee Titans wide receiving core. It's almost as if he was a top five wide receiver in the NFL. And you just can't, like, swap out. Top five receivers. Like, it's nothing. And it's just like, yeah, like, that's, it's literally exactly what happened. I cannot believe they did that. But here we are with the Tennessee Titans and them just, like, trying to swap out guys, wide receivers, like it's nothing. And Traylon Burks, relative to what he did in the preseason and last week, he had a decent game. I completely forgot Robert Woods played for the Titans, if you want my honest opinion about it. Robert Woods was, like, a good receiver two years ago. Now he's kind of like, oh my god, he he's irrelevant, pretty much. God. Holy shit, that was so bad. Wait, is Josh Gordon playing for the Titans? I saw his name at the bottom of the stat sheet. Is he seriously? No way. Dude, yeah. Their wide receiving core is a mess. It really is. God. It's such a mess. They're such a bad football team. Holy smokes. Tennessee is... Tennessee is so fucked. Holy shit. 0-2. Lost against the Giants. Lost against the Bills. I mean, they can't compete with any of the top-tier teams. They go up against the Raiders this weekend. I think they lose that game. I mean, they go up against the Colts two, in two weeks. They may lose that game. I don't know. Like, the Raiders and the Colts... Not the Raiders and the Colts. The Titans and the Colts are pretty much the exact same team. They're basic bitches, you know? 
They're not basic bitches. They're uh they're overrated, not basic. They're overrated bitches. You know? It's like I look at these two teams, the Titans and the Colts, and I'm just like, man, if either one of you were in a different division, we wouldn't even be talking about you at this point. You're just so horrendously overrated. God, what a joke. Uh, Final game, Vikings versus Eagles. I talked about how I felt Kevin O'Connell was a real head coach, and... Last week, yikes, that, that backfired really, really fast. <laughs> that backfired real fast. You know? I'm like, just let me have my moment. Just let me have my week. One week. Universe, just one week. And it was just like, no, you don't even get a fucking week. 7-24, Eagles were in absolutely complete control over that game. Kirk Cousins was just a fucking disaster. He was a fucking disaster all night long. He was so bad. He was an embarrassment, honestly. He was such an embarrassment of a quarterback. There were so many times where I was just like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, the, the, one of the final end zones, it was a second, not his end zone, one of the final interceptions of the game. It was a second interception for Kirk. He's like rolling left, or not even rolling, I don't think. He just throws it left, and he throws it up to for grabs. And it's not even a good ball. A 50-50 fade to Darius, who's underplayed it like a motherfucker. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he like tried it, and Darius, he tried it on the exact same play, the previous play beforehand. And Darius almost picked that ball off. And I'm like, why? Run a jerk route. Run a quick slant. Run anything else besides a fade. And then don't underthrow the fucking fade. I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed at the end of the game. I was like, I don't care that I'm going to be wrong on this. I'm just so annoyed at how shitty Kirk Cousins played. And that game right there is a perfect encapsulation of why the Vikings will never win anything when he's under when he's a quarterback because he's solid enough and he's good enough where you can win like eight or nine games maybe ten games with him and you're like oh wow like he can get value out of Justin Jefferson like he got value out of him last week when he was going up against the Packers a week ago he got a lot of value out of Justin Jefferson but when he is now going up against the Eagles he didn't get shit he didn't get shit speaking of not getting shit that Eagles defense, man, it's a yikes. I was like, there a couple of plays. They put Hassan Haskins or Hassan Reddick, excuse me, the linebacker who's a pass rusher out as a covering linebacker. And I was like, what the fuck is going on there? But he also like will rush the passer. It's kind of like a Micah Parsons role, but he's not Micah Parsons. And really he should, like, I feel like Micah Parsons should full-time just be a, a defensive lineman, you know? I feel like full-time Hassan Haskins or Hassan Reddick, excuse me, should be a, a full-time uh, defensive lineman. But instead, they have him. They have both of those guys being linebackers. The difference between Micah and Hassan Reddick is that Hassan, not Hassan, Micah can actually play the linebacker position off-ball and in coverage at like a pretty elite level. Hassan Reddick cannot. So when I'm watching Irv Smith or whomever go up against Hassan Reddick, I'm like. This is barbecue fucking chicken. This is light work for fucking him. 
until Irv Smith drops a fucking easy pass over the middle. But man, Kirk Cousins played like shit. I was shocked at how fucking bad he played. He should be ashamed of himself. God, man. Um, he was fucking terrible. And um, the Eagles, they beat the shit out of the Vikings. I should have also not picked the Vikings just because of the simplicity of the fact that it was Monday Night Football, which is Kirk Cousins is kryptonite any primetime game, anytime ever. And also, for some weird reason, the Vikings also play like shit in Philly as well. So there you go. God, who do the Vikings play up against this weekend? Who do they play? Lions. Well, it's a one o'clock game, so at home for Minnesota, so they'll probably win that game. We'll see what happens. But anyways, I was 500 from this week. Uh, we're almost getting to two hours, and I'm uberly tired, so I won't really get into the wins and losses here. Fuck it, I will. Pfft, I'm like, I'm, I'm annoyed. I, I just want to get this off my chest. Uh, I picked the Panthers, Browns, Colts, Seahawks, Raiders, Broncos, Bengals, and Eagles. Or, excuse me, the Vikings to win their respective games. And they all lost, and that's where you get the uh, the eight losses the other games uh i picked correctly chiefs patriots dolphins bucks lions rams packers and then bills those are my wins you just spent about an hour talking about them so i'm a little bit tired and i'm just so annoyed i'm i'm annoyed actually with the way that the uh god man with the way that the fucking vikings play this weekend Anyways, we'll see what happens with the Eagles versus the Commanders. The Commanders are such an interesting team. We'll, we'll see. Darius Slay is hurt, but we'll see what happens. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about Thursday Night Football, the snooze fest that it is tomorrow. Can't wait to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, right here. Tomorrow, 24th podcast.